This is Where I'm At, a podcast on health, wellness, and yoga. I'm Lauren D'Angelo. I'm a yoga teacher, writer, and a marketer, and I will be doing the interviewing of my teachers on this podcast. The important people in my life who have taught me and helped me and shaped my life into what it is today. If you listen to this podcast, you can expect to hear talks on health, wellness, yoga, and lifestyle. This is a fun, lighthearted podcast where my hope is you learn something new that you can take away and implement in your life. Plus, you get the added bonus of getting to know local yoga teachers and those in the health and wellness field in the Boston area and beyond. Today, I have my really dear friend, Rachel Hauk Seeger with us today. She is a yoga and meditation teacher, and she is also Citizens Creative Director. Rachel, thanks for being here with me. Oh my gosh, I just got chills. (laughs) Finally be here. I'm like a groupie for where I'm at. So I'm glad to finally be on it with you. I remember talking to you about the podcast before I even did it, like two years ago, at least, where I was like, Rach, I think I want to do a podcast. And we started brainstorming and and the whole thing. So here you are finally on it on season three now. So um, yeah, thanks for taking the time. Um, I So when we brainstorm, there's so many different topics and so many different directions that you and I could go in because we can just talk forever, including our love of Long Island and our love of music and concerts and all the things. But we decided that one of the things we wanted to talk about um, was, you know, a new year coming out of a a global pandemic and creativity and how to stay creative during this time and even into the new year. It is a crazy time. (laughs) Uh, So at Citizens, uh, I have been um, growing a creative team of 30 creatives, designers and writers. And, um, we are, you know, makers and we're all just trying to stay inspired. And it's so difficult when you are at, you know, the same dining room table all day long, or you're in your bedroom where you sleep and your desk is at the foot of your bed, Um, you know? So it's a a tricky time, but I also have said multiple times that this is like a creative renaissance that is happening because it's forcing people to get out of their comfort zone Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, embrace um, creativity and everybody is creative in their own special way. Just because you might say, I can't draw, I'm not creative. We, we all are. And the new year I always find is just so inspiring because it bubbles up all these new ideas and hopes and dreams that you have. Yeah. So, uh, and I love that. I think it's so true. And I, I think some days, at least my own personal experience have been a lot easier than others, as far as you know, getting, getting up and like shaking it off and, and doing something to move the energy within me. And, and I often find that if I take that time, even if it's just 15 minutes to kind of move and, and, and just find a different view, it really shifts. I, you know, it's energy. I really shift the energy within me. Um, and I feel that difference. And then I come back and I feel refreshed and for whatever reason, I don't know if it's my, my brain gets in the way. I just have a difficult time at times stepping away and taking those few moments, I'd rather be like, no, I'm in it. I'm almost there. Let me, let me just keep muscling through. And I think the number one thing I've learned this year is that that doesn't always work for me. So what advice do you have for 
us that are trying to remain creative and and motivated uh, during this time. I think that the, you know, the beauty of this is that we have tools, right? And the people who are listening to this have the tools that they know that it's just a practice. So if you forget, you know, I have found myself sitting at the same seat all day long where, you know, Billy's bringing me lunch and he's like, you have not gotten up all day. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of it, but I'm able to kind of remind myself and say, okay, on the next day, I feel like crap and it's because I just did that to myself. So, um, you know, we know that there is, um, you know, being present, you find clarity and creativity. For those who don't have the tools, you know, one of the things that I have said multiple times to my team um, is uh, that quote from Eckhart Tolle, one inhale and one exhale is a meditation. And so for the people who are like at a bank, who are like meditation, yoga, whatever, do your woo-woo thing, but like make the work happen, I find that those like simple little steps to help them understand that just by inhaling and exhaling, you can reset your mind to be more productive just by taking one breath. So, um, you know, we can all change our scenery. Um, I think I've talked to you about this, you know, walking Phil uh, in the morning, my dog. Um, not taking the same path every day. It's taking a different path so that I can, you know, make those new pathways in my brain and notice, oh, there's a big tree here that I never noticed. Or, um, you know, wow, those clouds, like I've never been at the top of the hill at this time and it's different. And that really helps, you know, reset my perspective and to look at things differently. Um, throughout the day. Like I take that 20, 40 minute walk in the morning to set my day up, um, to be open to new ideas um, and, and just being present with everyone in what I'm doing in that moment helps. Yeah. And so your, your background, right? So you're not only a yoga teacher, but you're a creative. And for the most part, your entire career has been in creative how um, how would you describe the difference between your your past, right? Like the being inspired in the past versus you know this year. And I know you've talked a little bit about how you remain creative, but have you really had to find different ways? I guess what are the ways that you did it in the past versus the ways that you're doing it this year? I think I have had to heighten my curiosity this year. So, you know, I've always been curious and I've always looked in um, certain areas for inspiration. Um, but, you know, as you had said to me the other day, like, we're not going to museums anymore. Like, we're not, you know, I cannot get inspiration from just my phone and scrolling. Like, I need to get out of um, this digital world that we can all get sucked into so easily. And so it is the outdoors. It is the conversations you have with people. Um, it is, you know, this whole Zooming 
thing that we've been doing. Like we've been finding new and creative ways um, to connect with people that we took for granted so much um, in the past. So I think just heightening my curiosity uh, has helped um, and looking in new ways. I mean, I have educated myself so much this year in mindfulness and um, my certification and teaching with Soul Space. It has helped me kind of bring my team along to say, you know, these are tools that will help us continue to explore creatively. And you can recharge yourself um, by just being present and going for a walk, um, getting out there, taking that break, forcing yourself before your feet hit the ground to take a few breaths so that you can really be grounded in the present and not feel so overwhelmed by everything that's being thrown at us. Yeah, I think that that's totally agree and totally, totally amazing. I. Uh, I really miss, you know, going into museums. You and I used to talk a lot about the different museums and, and um, you know, the inspiration that we would draw from taking a day to go visit them. And, you know, I definitely have always found a lot of inspiration from going to concerts and listening to live music. I, I just so much. And oh, yeah, it. I really, really miss it. So yeah, I've had to find different ways. Um, you know, I would agree that in general, I've kind of always liked to be more outside than inside. So luckily I still kind of have that going for me, but I, I even still, like I said, find days when I just, it's, it's just a little bit more of a forcing than it is on other days. I have to really make the time to say, no, I'm going to get up from my desk and actually go outside and, and get some new fresh air and, and um, get a different perspective. So tell us a little bit more about what you've learned this year with regards to your meditation certification, which I'm so excited that um, you've gotten and, and also, you know, what your ultimate goals are, because you've talked to me a lot about, you know, working specifically with business professionals and having a goal of, um, you know, utilizing what you've learned, but talk to us a little bit about, about what you have learned. So I have been reading ferociously and, um, one of the books that, um, I'd probably have like a dozen books around me right now that I'm in the process of reading, but the book of joy, um, with the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu and their week long um, experience together um, is what this book is about. And one of the um, questions uh, that the author asks them is, you know, you are holy men and people, you know, think, well, you always need that time for prayer and, and spending your time doing that. Um, Desmond Tutu jumps right in and says, no, it's actually um, the business professionals that need it more than I do. And, you know, when I read that, I was just like, this is so um, key to our success. And, you know, it is been proven that the brain is more productive if it is given pause. And I feel like this entire time, we've actually, even though it's extra stressful, we've given ourselves pause because we're not commuting. I mean, remember how much you used to drive like 
to and from work, like that people have that time back in their lives. And so you have to ask yourself, well, what does that mean? Does that mean I'm not, so I'm not driving 40 minutes to and from work. Does that mean that now I am working 80 minutes more a day or I am rooting myself in um, some sort of practice that is going to give me that space because people used to have that, you know, whether you did conference calls in the car or you had your fun podcast time, that's like my drive and that's when I listen to my podcasts. What are you doing with that? Um, and I, I think that, you know, this is the time to wake up because this is where we are given our pause. And um, I don't know if that answers the question, but- Oh, I so, so good. And I just, uh, so first of all, I love the fact that you brought up the drive and the traffic because um, I have communicated this a lot, but the number one reason why, or not the number one, but pretty close on the list, the top of the list, uh, one of the reasons why I left my corporate job a few years back was specifically because I just could not spend any more time in the car feeling like it was Groundhog Day driving up 95 93 down 93 95 and you know i don't i don't in general like to sit that long anyway um but i think i also was really struggling with feeling as if i i wasn't being productive sitting in the car just on my way to work and so i really have in the last you know i was in a unique position where when the when covid when covid hit it was actually exactly a year, almost to the day that wow. I had left my corporate job. And so I was already in this, you know, really pretty well-oiled routine of taking my mornings to be quiet, sip coffee, sit down and meditate, um, you know, get my, my walk in or any other kind of physical movement, whether it was yoga or, um, you know, a run getting that in before I actually sat down and began and began my day versus at the end of the day where, yeah, I, I would still do it at the end of the day too. But from an energy perspective, it almost felt like a, um, like a, Oh, let me check the box and get this done. Whereas now when I do it in the morning, I'm much more mindful and it, when I get that time in for myself at the start of the day, when I'm able to put myself at the top of the list, I really have less of a worry as to the way the rest of my day goes, because I know that I've taken that space for myself first thing in, in the morning. And right. I, I don't think I could ever go back. I don't think I can ever go back to it being flip-flopped, you know, and I'm still super, I'm so, I feel so much more productive, right? Because I, I have my time in, I still sit down and I work, you know, I'm usually at my desk between eight and eight 30, maybe a little bit later on Fridays or something, but I'm still there and available. And, um, I just, I I'm much more productive and I find much less worrisome, uh, you know, people who have children or young children, I can't even imagine the amount of worry or anxiety they potentially would have if, if they left work 10, 15 minutes late, hit some traffic, trying to get to daycare to pick up their child. I, I couldn't imagine what that must have, have felt like at one point. Um, you know, that's not to say that COVID doesn't bring about a whole bunch of different stressors, but it is interesting how the stressors have completely changed 
Um, and so I agree with you. I think that this this year and and you know even into 2021 because this is going to continue, it's definitely an opportunity for us to understand where it is that we're utilizing our time. What is it that we're spending our time on? Is it efficient? Um, you know, is it effective? Is it really where we want to spend our time? And how how would we create those adjustments if it isn't? Um, so yeah, I, I I love the answer for sure. And so as people are moving into 2021, what suggestions do you have for them if, if they're kind of starting this new year in and they're trying to create space on how do I be more creative? How do I create the room? What would you tell them? So one of the like ultimate lessons that I have learned in this past year, um, I have done a lot of reading of um, Ram Dass's writings, and he gives this analogy of the gray cloud uh, that sits in the frame. And what I love about this analogy is that if you extend the frame, you will see the blue sky that is around that gray cloud. And so if we can all just say, like, every day is not going to be sunny blue skies. We know that. And so it really helps me when I wake up and my heart is racing or my jaw is sore from grinding my teeth. Like the, those stressors are there and we have to be real about them. But can we just accept what is there and then realize that if we extend the frame a little bit, that we know that um, you know, as Pema Chondra says, you are the sky uh, and everything else is just the weather. And I think acceptance, um, I said before, you know, um, being present brings you clarity. So if you can just practice throughout your day, being very clear on what it is that you are doing right now, um, you know, creativity requires you being in this zone. And, um, you know, if you're creating and you're focusing, that's one way of, of finding your, your path and creativity, but it also springs up when you least expect it. So if you're practicing mindfulness, just be open to whatever comes in, um, because sometimes I've gotten my best ideas when I am practicing my breath or a mantra, um, and those thoughts can bombard you, but if you kind of just let them pass by like those clouds in the sky, you can really find um, that there is that, that blue that exists beyond the, um, you know, the gray cloud that is living here for all of us right now. It's, it's so hard in so many ways, and we just have to practice gratitude and uh, presence. And I think those two are great ingredients for um, finding creativity and just finding a, a bit of a peace of mind. Yeah, I love it. So um, talk to us a little bit about outside of your routine of, of walking Phil each morning, <laughs> which I think is so great because um, we're probably walking at the same time. With, with my true, I, I go every morning. So what is it that you, um, what is it that you do to cultivate creativity? What are the, what are the steps that you have to take if you're having, you know, a day where you're, you're lacking it and you've gone for your walk with, with Phil, right? And so like, what's the next thing that you do? So I love, um, 
something that I had recently uh, learned a little bit about, which is tiny habits. And these tiny habits, you can really set for yourself and they all of a sudden become these accomplishments and it is your like engine to keep you going and, and being motivated. And so um, they can really be anything. Um, the, you know, the brain works in ways where if you're sharing and giving to others, um, it, it fulfills you as well. So a tiny habit that I have put in place is I will every day reach out to at least one person on my team um, just selflessly and say, how are you doing? So whether we're in Slack or on email or texting, uh, you know, I, you can't bump into people anymore um, in the hallway, you know, or check in with them. Um, you know, we're not going to see our family for, um, for the holidays. So we have to find ways that give us fulfillment. And these tiny habits are those ways, writing somebody a card or, uh, you know, calling them or texting them, you know, setting that up to give yourself to other people, I think helps um, in just little small ways. If you're also looking to um, expand your creativity, I find just setting up these little moments to I'm going to give myself five minutes to let my mind wander Yeah, and yeah. follow it and wherever it goes. So it's a tiny habit. It's not, I'm going to sit down and meditate for 30 minutes yeah, every yeah. day from now on. You set yourself up for failure. So setting yourself up for just a little tiny moment of like, I'm going to let my mind wander and see where it goes and not have any expectations um, and, and bring myself back to that. So that you, you can really um, just be grounded in a little bit more of a accepting way rather than setting yourself up for all these resolutions and big ways that I'm going to write my novel. This year. <laughs> it's also pretty amazing where, um, where you, your mind does go if you're able just to allow it to to wander. I think, you know, part of mindfulness is absolutely trying to train the mind to understand what thoughts it is that you are having by just allowing yourself to be the inner witness, right? And see where it is that it goes. And I think all too often we have this expectation of what meditation and mindfulness need to quote unquote look like. And it, it doesn't actually look like anything, right? We always get in our mind this idea of somebody sitting on a pillow with the, you know, the mood, the hand mudra, you know, dressed in, you know, the perfect <laughs> yoga outfit, right? And it's it's really not, that's not it. It's more about paying attention to where your mind goes. And then after you really understand where it does go by just not judging it, but watching it, being curious about why it arrived in the place that it did. And it's that curiosity that I think can allow us to unravel some of the potential stories that we've built, um, unravel the idea that, you know, maybe we, we aren't creative or we, we, we don't, we, we have limitations essentially, because we really don't. Um, you know, and I, I do think that it is so important for us not to set this expectation that it has to be for, 
you know, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, no, five minutes. It's amazing. You know, one of my teachers, Kevin Gale, he, he has always said, start with two, start with two minutes, just brush your mind the same way you would brush your teeth every day. I love that. See where that goes, right? Yeah. Like, so uh, it, it does have to be a tiny moment to begin. And then I think you'd be amazed at if you allow it to be a tiny moment, how much you don't want it to be a tiny moment and how you actually want it to be more time organically versus forcing it to be more time. Um, cool. I love it. Well, thank you. Uh, let's see. What else do I want to ask you? I feel like there's so many different things that I can, <laughs> that I can ask you and so many different directions where this, this could go. What else did you want to share with us? You know, I think the whole idea of um, just staying motivated um, is a big piece of all of this. Um, it, it's really hard and it's easy to kind of get caught up in um, where we all are right now. And a lot of it is very demotivating. So, um, you know, keeping that um, idea of, you know, changing your scenery, um, you know, turning your seat <laughs> just for the day could make a world of difference. Um, I've actually um, gone into the office um, on days where I know it's like me and Rick, the security guy, um, you know, <laughs> it, that's it. Um, and I can feel safe, but it kind of reframes my perspective and gives me a, a fresh way of looking at things. So I feel like that is, um, is something that's really helpful if you're able to um, just change that scenery a bit. It helps with your motivation and um, finding the uh, the creative spark that you might be looking for. Mm. Um, what is your favorite quote and why? Um, so I probably shared my absolute like go-to every day, especially when I feel a little down in the dumps, which is the Pema Chondra, you are the... Uh, you are the sky. Everything um, else is the weather. That's right. But I loved, and I don't even know where this came from, but I went through, I just have um, an ideas list that I keep. And so I scrolled through it and I literally have ideas from like five years ago. And I went down probably two years deep last night when I knew that you were going to ask me this. And I don't even have who said this, but I loved it. So I, I wrote it down and said, I'll share this with Lauren. Listen to the whispers of your wild heart. Oh, I like that. I, I, like know, that. I don't know where it came from, but oh, I was I like, like oh my gosh, this is the one that, uh, that right now, like we are all being forced right now to take this pause from the distractions of life and it's uncomfortable for a lot of us so i just thought that one listen to the whispers of your wild heart <laughs> if we're quiet we can hear them and we can follow them and it's you know i think it's a lifelong journey that we all have and in, in finding what your heart is whispering to you but Keep listening. I also think it's an act of bravery too, right? Especially depending on what it is it's saying. Sometimes to actually take action based on what it is that it's saying can be, it's an act of courage, right? It's not always the easiest thing when 
you're really listening inside and you're hearing this thing where it could be potentially the opposite of how you're behaving or what it is that you're doing and to kind of turn that titanic of your life around it's definitely it's definitely takes courage takes some bravery but i i haven't met a single person who has not told me that it hasn't been worth it i know even me my personal journey is the last two years of my life three years of my life it's been absolutely worth it i mean i don't think i've ever been happier so um and i know that that's just going to continue to improve I would okay. say the courage thing, just before we get off of this, yeah. you know, it goes back to, uh, you know, Brene Brown, that in order to have that courage, we have to have that vulnerability. And a lot of times that's something that's really a challenge for me is to kind of let the guard down to, to find that vulnerability. And uh, I think if we allow ourselves to have that, especially right now, like we are all very vulnerable um, to this damn disease, pandemic, COVID, whatever, you know, you just have to be able to um, embrace that that vulnerability and, and just have the courage to uh, do what you need to do for yourself and for your family and for your community. Yeah. And I think that that's what allows us to be our authentic self is when we're able to really find what it is that, you know, lights us up and 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 to go after it without any um reservations about what other people will think and what it could potentially look like and what if i fail and all of those things right um you know so i i definitely agree with that 100 percent. we're doing it we are doing it oh my gosh every day what about your teachers who are your teachers so my 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 best teacher is b um, my 13 year old right now, she teaches me every day. Um, she teaches me how to be joyful, how to be grateful and how to be patient. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. She is really, um, she's kind of one of a kind though. I mean, she is just, a a wonderful little girl who I feel like is wise beyond her years and is just always, you know, willing to, she's super friendly and really chatty. I mean, I've known you now <laughs> close for like, to like four, probably she must've been eight or nine, maybe since, yeah. right? Like how long have you been here? In, in, Norwood? in Yeah. In Norwood. Uh, 10 years in Norwood and, um, I was TT2, so that was five years ago with yeah, Universal Power say, Yoga. Okay, okay. But even before you did teacher training, didn't I did I know you before that? Or was that when well, we... No, okay, so five years ago. So, yeah. okay, so she was. She was like eight or nine when I remember. And I remember from the first time I met her, she was very like, I could hold a full conversation with her. She totally, it was like, hey, like, let's pour a glass of wine and sit down. Not that I would, but like, you know, she has that yeah. personality. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it just, she's, she's a really fascinating little girl. And I, 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 I give, I credit you and Billy a, a lot for that. So thank you. Um, yeah, of course. Well, thank you for, as always. Oh, I always like to tell a story about, um, 
you know, why you're one of my teachers and, and how I, you know, how I know you. And, you know, I, it's funny that you talk about the tiny habits because for me, you know, you, you've always been an inspiration from the very first time that I remember meeting you with regards to, to creativity and, you know, your, your positive, your consistent and positive outlook in life um, almost no matter what, I, I don't think I've ever seen you in five years be in a bad mood, maybe a little bit quiet, maybe a little bit like, oh, hey, like today wasn't the best, but tomorrow will be better, but never in a bad mood. Um, and I think that that's has, it's always stuck with me. And with regards to tiny habits, you always do these small things that are actually really kind, large gestures. Um, you know, I, I remember when I was teaching a lot of early bird classes, 6 a.m.ers, you would show up with, um, you know, one of my favorite, like chia pudding in the morning and, or like a, a ra fresh raspberries from your, from your garden or like the craziest, coolest stuff where I'd be like, wow, who's got time at 6 a.m. to like do this <laughs> for me, but you, you would. And, um, you know, it just, it, it really showed me that sometimes those, smaller gestures, which you kind of think are like, oh, this person's going to think this is silly. They're not. It's so not silly. It has always stuck with me. You know, sometimes I find ball jars because I usually drink out of ball jars, but I know some of them are yours because they're different color. <laughs> they're green. And if I'm, if I'm drinking water out of that ball jar that you gave to me, I, I'm like, oh, I remember when Rachel showed up with the ball jar with this, with the yogurt parfait in it for me for breakfast. And I, I never forget that. So um, thank you for teaching me that. And thank you for, for being a dear friend, dear enough to me where you will bring me breakfast <laughs> and, <laughs> and always, you know, just having such a positive outlook on life and making me smile and making me feel special and happy. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's all about planting those, uh, yoga seeds, right? Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you for taking the time, Richie. I appreciate it. I love you. I appreciate you too. Love you. Thank you for having me. This has oh, been fun. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Have a good weekend. Happy Friday. Thanks. You too. Bye. This podcast is produced by Jacob Rachinsky. You can check me out on Instagram and on Facebook at Lola Yoga and Wellness. Also, lolayoga.com. If you have time and if you enjoyed this podcast, please go on to Spotify or iTunes and rate this podcast. I hope you'll continue to listen. Thank you so much for being here.